the Stars Hollow Weekly. I'm Tara. I'm Dan. And today we are talking about Season 1, Episode 10, Forgiveness and Stuff. You can tell it's been a while since we recorded this, because the opening is definitely not the same as before. Nope. However, if you're listening to this at some point in the future, you're just thinking, time has passed? Huh. Huh. Neat. Awesome. Do you want me to give the episode description according to Netflix? Sure. Misfortune strikes at the Gilmore's Christmas party. Dean assures Lorelai that nothing improper happened the night he and Rory fell asleep together. That sounded like really ominous, how you read that at first. Misfortune. Next time on <laughs> Gilmore Girls, Misfortune strikes at the Gilmore's Christmas party. <laughs> Seriously, though. Dang. It's an action show. I like it. I guess so. <laughs> All right. So, as usual, let's go in order. But that's kind of funny because my first note literally says, Creepy Baby Jesus since 1965. <laughs> it's been the Baby Jesus in every Christmas pageant since 1965. Were you here in 1965? <laughs> and the funny thing is, as we were watching this, I even said to Dan, I don't remember this opening at all. In any way, shape, or form. I don't know. Like, I've said before, like, I, I usually do, like, things while I'm watching TV, and this is the first time I'm really sitting and, like, staring at every moment, but I have no recollection of this opening scene. Cool. It's the very first time I've seen it, but this was the most Taylor I've seen Taylor act yet. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I feel like this is, this might be the first episode where they really keyed in on who he is. For yeah. For the most part, yeah. No, I get, yeah, he's he was very He very blustery, Taylor-y. very... It's going to be my way. <laughs> right, right. It's been the same baby Jesus missing an arm. So look for it. <laughs> look again. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the Christmas pageant, it looks kind of like it's just a living nativity at that point. Oh, yeah, they're at the very I, end. Yeah. You see people in the Dickensian costumes. Yeah, so. and they just like walk by with lanterns. So that's mm-hmm. really cute. Yeah. But we found out that a dog had the baby Jesus's arm. I don't think the dog ever appears again. I don't think we know who that dog is. I'm going to call him Franklin. Okay. That's Franklin a cute name. <laughs> so you even noted that this is the first appearance of the La 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 that we use. Yes. Oh my gosh. I was like, that's our La La song. And again, like, I, I think I even said, like, I think it appeared during. Um, the beginning where I said I don't have no recollection of this like scene and it appears then so something must have stuck. La 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 No. La 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 la. Okay. No. La 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 la. This is what the audience tunes in for. How you can fit like five extra laws into each measure. La la la. Yes. Okay. It's my special skill. It is. After the theme song, um which is in sepia, which I still don't get. Um, we meet Lane and Rory at the gazebo, and mm-hmm. uh, we find out that Rory and Lorelai are barely speaking after the incident between, uh, for some of you, last week's episode or mm-hmm. yesterday's episode. For us, the episode of four months ago. Oh. <laughs> season one, oh, episode no. nine. <laughs> oh, no. Um, when, um, after Rory's dance, Dean mm-hmm. and Rory fell asleep together reading a book at Miss Patty's. So Rory and Lorelai are barely speaking, and Lorelai and Emily are barely speaking. Yep. And Rory did a bunch of her Christmas shopping. She was telling Lane what she got, and she got Dean a book. It was Metamorphosis by (laughs) Kafka. Yes, and Lane explains to her 
it's not a very romantic gift and then goes on to hilariously explain the one time she got perfume for her mother and how this led to one month in Korean Bible camp. Yeah, because uh, what did she call it? <laughs> I have it written down, but you don't let me swear, so I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. I think you're allowed to say the words that they say on the show. Here, you read it. It's not a swear. Just say it. No. You cut out my swears and make a big deal about them. I've actually never cut out your swears. He refuses to read what's on the paper. He doesn't want to say it either. Lane said that her mother called the perfume smelly sex juice. (laughs) But Lane thought it was a nice gift because um, it's like, oh, my mom works hard. She deserves something nice. Yep. And Mrs. Kim did not agree with she her. She did not agree with that. It's funny, like Mrs. Kim not even in the episode at all, and yet she had a really big uh, presence. She right did. There. And Lane wasn't. I that was the only Lane's only scene. Yeah, that was the only scene with Lane, and again, pretty big presence. And Dean only had one scene. And oh yeah, obviously later. the rest of the episode is mostly focused on what happens later, but. Mm. Um, Michelle's only in one scene, but oh, it's yeah. kind of fantastic. Yeah, I don't remember that scene either. It's so weird because it's this extra that you don't see again. Um, you would almost think that would be like a a, a Kirk role right there mm-hmm. of, you know, the random person hired to hang ornaments on a tree. You think he would have been doing that, but it was just some random extra that I don't, I don't think you ever see again. I think that is a scene because he had enough lines that he was possibly someone's friend and that got him his... Uh, his union card. Oh, okay. Because he had enough lines. I he was funny, you know. Whoever he was, it, it was, was funny. It was all right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we could know who the cast was, but uh, we didn't look that up. So. Yeah, I don't feel like it either, so I'm not gonna. <laughs> well, but at the end, Emily uh, called Lorelai to invite her to the uh, Christmas dinner. Lorelai said she wouldn't be able to be there for drinks at six, at which point Emily disinvited her, even though... When Lorelai was in the fifth grade, she had the measles and her polka dot, her polka dot dress right. matched her face. The and German measles. I don't know how that's different from regular measles, though. I don't know. Yeah, we could look it up, but again, yeah, that requires effort. Let us, know. <laughs> Let us know in the comments. Yes, um, but yeah, she had to attend every single one. So it's interesting that Emily, like, they haven't spoken in weeks. It doesn't seem like, and then Emily calls her at work to invite her, and then just as quickly says, "You know what? You don't have to come." And Emily even comments that she's tired of forcing Lorelai to do things she doesn't want to do, which goes back to the she basically has to bribe Lorelai to visit weekly. She has to or, you know, not even bribe, but like hold something. Yeah. mm, She feels like she has to extort. Mm -hmm. That there always has to be something in it for Lorelai. Yes. Like she has to use her bargaining power instead of. Lorelai just wanting to come, which is interesting because we find out later that Lorelai loves going to that. Like, that's the only thing she liked going to at her parents. Um, yeah, even when she lived there, that was like the only event she really enjoyed. Because so, of the Christmas tarts. Yeah, the apple tarts that she sings songs about. I'd like to hear those songs. We never will. It's sad. I know. But on that, um, when she was talking to rory about going to the party just sign the present the innkeeper formerly known as your daughter 
<laughs> Which I thought was funny. I don't know if this was intended, but they made a reference to Lorelai being an innkeeper around Christmas. Ooh, huh? Is there any room at the inn? For Emily? I don't know. Because she always has to work late. Isn't yeah, but that falls during Friday night dinner, right? Didn't the Christmas? Or am I wrong? This might sit outside of that. Okay, that's what I was wondering if it was like their regular Friday night dinner. It was just well because well because Luke was also um, demonstrating confusion on the Christmas party happening when it was right because it's two weeks before Christmas. He's very upset about that. He was very upset. Luke gets very upset. Yes, he does. Although this episode shows him to be kind of awesome. Oh, yeah, definitely. Without skipping too far ahead, though. No, yeah. I mean, unless you're talking about the Santa Burger. The Santa Burger is... (laughs) Well, that's the first evidence of Luke being awesome in this. Because he goes above and beyond to give Lorelai something special for Christmas time. Because she's missing the Christmas party. Yeah, she wanted something festive. And remember, he makes her a hamburger... To look like Santa by using ketchup and cream cheese, so really gross, but, but very sweet. was very touched. I mean, he carved out the bread to work that way. Yes. I mean, it was really nice. It was. Now, in this episode, I did it, it has been a while, so my recollection of past episodes isn't so great, but this really showcased Luke's undying hate for Dean. Mm-hmm. He was mad. Oh my gosh! Uh, what was uh, what was the line he said uh, about uh, Dean? Uh, you forbid her to see the bag boy. <laughs> oh, the bag boy. <laughs> That's right. But um, I also um, have to say I really enjoyed Emily's uh, Jackie Kennedy style uh, Christmas outfit. Oh yeah, that was really it cute. Was really nice, yeah. Um, and, um, Alan, the, uh, guy from Richard's office, um, also plays, uh, Elaine's boss on Seinfeld. Really? Yeah. Not, not the Jay Peterman guy. But oh, I was going to say, I, I think I would have noticed if yeah. he was in the episode. No, no, no. It's not John O'Hurley who plays, uh, Jay Peterman. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, it was, uh, her guy, uh, like, I think it was like Mr. Lippman. Um, and he decided he wanted to open up a bakery, but it was called Top of the Muffin to You. Oh, my gosh. That was Top of the Muffin Guy? That was Top of the Muffin Guy. Huh. Yeah. You have a really good eye for stuff like that. I don't think I would have. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but yeah. Right, right. And we also got to see how Lorelai makes salad <laughs> before she goes over to Luke's. The fact that she had salad, like even a bag of salad greens in her fridge was a little surprising. But apparently she enjoys Pouring the ranch or blue cheese dressing into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I think it was ranch. Shaking it. And then... Eating her salad. I mean... Hey, let's just... Less dishes, huh? There you go. And that's when Dean comes to the window. Tells her nothing happened at Miss Patty's. That was a fun scene. It was very cute. It was. And Lorelai said that she doesn't hate Dean. And yeah. she thought about different ways of killing him. He's yeah. like, well, which one was the best? So even Dean keeps, like, a sense of humor during this. Yeah. Because he can see that Lorelai means well. And right. she's just worried that Rory would go down the road that she went down. 
Dean's like, I mean, obviously this is coming from adult writers and whatnot, but like, if you looked at the reality of it, this is a 16 year old boy pretty much standing up for himself to his girlfriend's mother and being mm-hmm. holding himself pretty well and being pretty like assertive. I don't want to say forceful, but like assertive about it. Yeah. I'm wondering, is that a glitch in the writing? Like a 16 year old boy would not act like that. Or was that on purpose to solidify something about Dean's character? I'm going to say it's on purpose because okay. I've, you know, met a whole lot of teenagers and um through performing and like working conferences and camps right. and stuff and some of them really do stand up for themselves pretty well to adults to adult yeah i mean i'm saying i'm not saying to okay. other um it almost seems harder in some cases for them to talk stand up for themselves to their peer group as it is to the mm-hmm. supposed authority figures or at least the uh elders in the room without being snarky yeah yeah yeah, like it's it's easier for them to talk to the people outside because you're not worrying about social pressures. Okay, okay. So that's more on purpose rather than giving like, well, you know, the show is known for whenever you ask someone who hasn't really seen it, the show is known for like their fast adult talking sort yeah, of it's, thing. It, it's snappy dialogue. Right. It, it's it's hyper literate. It's like, oh, kids wouldn't talk, or teenagers wouldn't talk like that but sort of nobody thing. nobody talks that way. Period. Nobody talks yeah. that way except Emily Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> She's funny. And maybe Lorelai. I mean, Lorelai, Emily and Lorelai are the only two genuinely who, in my view, when they're going on these incredibly literate very verbose sentences that it sounds 100% natural they're the only two in my mind that it ever sounds 100% natural at all times right everybody else I mean they they do it well but everybody else you know sounds like they're on the Gilmore Girls is that like acting ability or you think or no I don't think it's just acting ability because like you see like you see it on others um, very stylized shows too like The West Wing when um, Aaron Sorkin was in charge and it was that very very specific Aaron Sorkin dialogue that you weren't even allowed to substitute an um for a uh <laughs> it was oh. yeah he's so very specific or the for a uh. oh wow yes um, you have to say it in a very specific way and not everybody can do it and it, there's a certain musicality to it. And you have that with the Gilmore Girls, too. Right. And it's just, it sounds more natural for some of them than for others. Okay, I buy that. Yeah, I buy that. It, it sounds very natural for Emily. Emily and Lorelai are the two that are just, they have it completely. It's like part of them. Yeah. And everybody else is, I mean, they do very well, but, you know. Right. They're on the Gilmore Girls. Right. <laughs> Okay, yeah. I have to pay. I have to pay more attention to that, so I don't really think I've noticed the same thing you have yet. Okay, okay, very nice. All right, so while she's at Luke's, Laura, yes, um, she gets the call about um her father um on the cell phone, and Luke tells her no cell phone, and she's like, oh, what? Well, he doesn't. No he doesn't tell her that when she gets the call about her. Like well, we when she gets the message, yeah. We, we don't know yet. We don't know. Yeah, don't make him sound mean or anything. No, 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 no. But it was it's like, like your no dad's s- in the hospital. Get out of here. It's like no cell phones, and she's like, what? No. <laughs> he, he's like, 
Um, and she takes a poll of the uh, <laughs> of the rest of the diners, and she goes, "Oh well, said yeah. something about screw democracy or something like that." Well, yeah, that was funny. But yeah, this is a really after or starting at this point, a very intense episode. Oh yeah, um, well, and right before that, because yeah. of Richard at dinner. He and uh, Alan were arguing, and then about not even the for boss. no, not even like that was kind of had, well because that's when he had the heart attack. Well, that's kind of funny, um, more than because we don't know he's going to have a heart attack yet. So that's just a little more funny. I mean, intense. A lot of from the Gilmore Girls, from all three of the Gilmore Girls, you have these emotional moments for each of them. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so I meant more of that. So like starting from here, you, they really get to showcase like their acting skills in this. It's not just, you know, like the fast talking, uh, Lorelai or the fast talking Gilmore girls. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Lorelai girls. Oops. Uh, the fast talking Gilmore girls. It's, they're showcasing how much they can do and more of their, uh, what do you call that? Acting span? Yeah. Just their okay. range. Their range. Acting range. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Um, but so. Lorelai finds out that Richard's at the hospital. She needs to go. She doesn't know what happened. Um, um, she needs a cab or something. Mm-hmm. Luke says uh, he'll drive her. She's like, but you have customers and food. Yeah. And he tells everybody to pack up and go. All the food's on him. Taylor had just come in with his Christmas carolers that offered a song in return for free, co- uh, return for free hot chocolate. Not for hot chocolate, yeah. and then <laughs> and then Luke gives him the keys and says, "Have the hot chocolate, then lock up." Exactly, so, but he doesn't even think twice. No, that's he just, just goes. that's Luke. He doesn't think twice. He just he just no goes. question. He's gonna drive her. And then on the on the ride, Lorelai uh, was um, criticizing his driving slow. <laughs> That was funny. She yeah. made some even she, even though she was in distress, she made some really good jokes there. So oh, she did. She still has that uh, good old like Emily humor, I think. But she was uh, talking about how she should be remembering great moments with her dad. Yes. And- so obviously, we've said it before. We'll say it again. We don't hide from spoilers in this show. We're assuming that you've seen it or that you enjoy spoilers. This really reminded me of a year in the life. Uh, when you know Richard actually we find out that he has died Mm -hmm. and they're sitting around and Emily asks everyone to say a memory and Lorelai trips her way through a memory and honestly it it has been a while so I don't remember the memory but it's just I just remember everyone's just like appalled at what she says um it's not a nice memory whatever it is I think it's even a little mean like and it doesn't show him in the best of lights but it reminded me of this moment where she's like I wish we could say that he you know took me to buy a Barbie doll but she couldn't she couldn't think of anything because she says we didn't do anything together so this is this very much mirrors a year in the life with that when she's told to think of a memory and she still can't do it and then um, after all of that, then she says uh, how she just basically sees herself as being looked at as a disappointment. Well, yeah, she says um, I'm not a great like I'm a great mother, but I'm not a great daughter. Yeah, Luke calls her a great mother. Right. After and she says you would be a great husband. I'm a great father. Right. And so she's a, I don't want to say admitting because what's a great daughter but she's kind of admitting out loud that she's not a great daughter and 
she freely admits that um, Richard did well by his family. He did his best. He did his best. He did what he thought was best. And she feels that she couldn't even give him the very minimum that he wanted, which was just to be like them. Yeah. And she says that she just can't see um, being thought of as anything other than a disappointment that way. And then Luke says, I can't see anyone thinking of you as a disappointment. Just So sign number two. They're really setting it up this episode. They don't like they don't pull any punches. I I expected so just jumping real quick to the end of the episode, I expected something to happen. And I knew something I didn't I mean and I know something wouldn't happen, but because like you know, she's with Max and all that. Right. But I expected something to happen. Nah, they just like to set it up and keep you tense for a few seasons there. Uh, Don't worry about that. (laughs) Don't worry about anything happening soon. (laughs) Yeah. But going back to uh, Lorelai saying that Richard did well by his family. Yeah. Luke points that out to uh, Emily when she joins him out in the hall later. Yeah. Emily, you know, says like she's worried. You could tell she's worried about Mm -hmm. what Lorelai may or may not have said about Richard. Just assuming that Lorelai speaks ill of him and ill of their family. And they both end up saying the same thing that he did what was best for his family. Emily saying it, you know, with her complete heart behind it. And a little defensively too. And a little defensively, but she wholeheartedly, it's it's like the same line, but they're said in different ways. Lorelai says that he did what was best for his, almost like what he thought was best for his family. He did the only thing he knew how to do. The only thing, yeah, it was more like he had no choice. He thought he was doing what was best, whereas Emily's like, he did the best for his family. So same line, two very different meanings behind it. Yeah. Um, And then at the hospital, we meet Jane Lynch. I had that down, too. We actually see Jane Lynch in this episode. She plays, uh, it's not really like a comedic role, but she plays the nurse and uh, lets uh, Emily's, like, comedic style bounce off of her. So that was fun. Oh, it, it it was great. Just. Emily is wonderful. She's not kind at all in this. No. She's, I mean, you understandable why she's not. But. Well, yeah. I mean, when you look at it, like, you know, Emily is very domineering and whatnot and demanding. But at the same point, like in reality, you're in a hospital. Your husband just collapsed. It's around Christmas. You're scared. And she's being forced to fill out like insurance papers. And then when Lorelai steps in and offers to do the paperwork of the nurse will go and find uh, out information and Lorelai manages to get rid of her. Emily was just so impressed. She's like, she's very impressed. She's like, you got rid of her. <laughs> yeah. And then when uh, Lorelai, and she goes, so what's happening? She goes, I don't know. Everybody just keeps disappearing through those doors. Lorelai says, all right, let's go. And she goes through the door. She's just like, I, I didn't think we could do that. <laughs> I love it. She is impressed by her daughter. They both, you know, both of the Gil- Gilmore girls can get things done in their own way. Like you, you have like Emily call Richard's doctor, whom she calls by the first name. Mm-hmm. She, you know, he just comes running full, you know, like suit and whatnot. And he can just go in and find out everything for her. So she gets things done her way and Lorelai gets things done her own way. And I just wish that they would 
notice that so much more so they could join forces more often. Like, they would be an amazing team. They're the same person. Just getting things done in different ways. Lorelai, through very good managerial skill. And, oh, yeah. And, hey, that's what she does for a living. And, yeah, exactly. And then Emily just being scary. <laughs> She is. What? Oh, what does she say? I tried to write it down word for word. I don't know if I captured the glory that was the statement from Emily Gilmore. Um, oh, <laughs> that's right. When Jane Lynch, uh, whatever the, yeah, the, the name de- is. The I, I forget nurse. her. Yeah, desk nurse. Jane Lynch says to her, Ms. Gilmore. And she's like, it's not Ms. Gilmore. It's Mrs. Gilmore. I'm not a Cosmo girl. <laughs> yes, I'm not a Cosmo woman. <laughs> Cosmo. It's like, what? <laughs> no, that was great. Um, oh, we also find out that Luke likes peppermint tea. Of course he likes tea. Remember, he's more healthy. He doesn't like that crap that he feeds to everybody, the burgers and the coffee. Well, yeah, he's a vegetarian. and That's what we assume. I think we're trying to gather that just from the hints. Okay. I don't think it's ever said he's a vegetarian, but from the hints we get of what he does Oh, okay. Eat. Yeah, so he yeah. eats healthier. Later, we... I. I think that's disproven later that he's a vegetarian, though, now I think of it. Like, it's a later, later episode where his sister comes into the picture and his, his sister's mm, boyfriend or husband comes in and they make, like, a fancy dinner and he stays and ruins their date. And I, I think the, that meat is mentioned there. So, we, okay. yeah, it's just, like, see healthier, basically. Okay. But, yeah, he likes peppermint tea. Not Which is so nice how he said it, too, because Rory going away to get coffee and tea and she goes, Luke, um, tea, right? And he goes, yeah, peppermint preferably. And I know. So nice and like, peppermint preferably. It's just like, wait, what? <laughs> so before that, I noted we found out that Emily's great uncle founded the hospital. There is a painting of him. <laughs> and that's how Lorelai found her because Emily was shouting it. it what did she say? Founder. <laughs> She said, there must be some blood bond between us. This is, you know, when they're trying to look for her. And she's like, there must be some blood bond between us. And that's when you hear her yelling. And it's like, yes, that is your blood bond. You're very loud and you're very demanding. So she wasn't (laughs) wrong. And they found each other. It's like there's secret language. There's secret code. (laughs) So after all of that, um, and they barge through the doors and all that, um, Lorelai lets Luke know that Emily kicked someone out of a room with a good view. So I, I even asked, I even asked Anne during this, um, because she says it like a joke, like they got to move his, um, this, this, you know, random guy's a life support machine and whatnot. And then we do see Emily come out and say, I've secured the room. So you're left kind of wondering, was that a joke? How much of that was a joke? Did Emily kick someone out of a room? Maybe not on life support, but is the inference there that someone was kicked out of I their think, room? I think Lorelai was not joking, was just saying it in a light and airy manner. Oh, no. And so even the part about the life support machine might have been true. <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> but then... Um, she is then off to find uh, good pillows, down pillows, preferably. Only the best. Only the best for Richard. And then uh, she said to Luke, you always look good. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You always look healthy. He's like healthy. That's a compliment. And then he was just smiling at her like an idiot. Sorry, but going back like a little bit, um, I did one thing that stuck out to me. Emily is actually very surprised that Lorelai came to the hospital. Oh, yeah. She's shocked. That's weird, right? Or is it? I think 
In Emily's mind, it's not weird that she is surprised. I think in Lorelai's mind, it is. it would be weird that Emily would be surprised. Like, of course I would come. Why wouldn't I? Right. Like, that's pretty, I mean, that's pretty insulting. Like, even. But the relationship is damaged enough yeah. that it, that's why it's surprising to Emily that Lorelai would be there. You would like to think, though, and, you know, obviously all circumstances are different, but in most families where, you know, there's there's some connection that when the going gets tough, like, families would join together no matter what. So that's why I thought, like, it was it was interesting that she was actually surprised that she came and didn't have that faith. In seeing those are one of the moments you find where it's like Emily does go a little more over the top. Like I think in real life, obviously in the show, I think it's brushed off and not really mentioned again. And it's more to make like a point. But in real life, that's pretty insulting to say I'm surprised that you would come when I, you know, how much Laurel I knew at that point. But I'm surprised you would come to the hospital when your dad passed out and you know, we find out later it's a heart thing. Yeah, angina. I called it a heart attack earlier, but it's okay. not, it's not a heart attack. It's yeah. It, what is angina? So I I brought it up. Uh, the definition: uh, angina is a condition marked by severe pain in the chest, often also spreading to the shoulders, arms, and neck, caused by inadequate blood supply to the heart. So okay. it's connected to a heart attack, but it's not a heart attack. Is it like a is it like a precursor of a heart attack or I, like a warning or is that I, not necessarily I, connected? I would say it's almost like a precursor, I'm guessing. Or, or Well, yeah, because obviously they set up for what later happens um, in the show. Um, so that's why I was wondering if this was the warning for what happens later in the show. Um, Does Richard have another heart attack? Yeah, he has a heart attack. Okay. Again, like I said, we don't really care about spoilers. So yeah, Richard does have a heart attack at the one point. The only person getting spoiled is me, honestly. Peter. Oh gosh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Cover your ears, Daniel. Okay. La la la. <laughs> go ahead and talk. La la. I don't know la, how this will go la, over, la, and I want to hear how many la, laws you la, try to la, stick into each. La, uh, la, there we go. La, 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 <laughs> There's just so many laughs. Like you get paid per laugh. How do we know I'm not? Nice. I mean, I didn't hear that. I mean, la, la, nice, la, la, la. but yeah. So I, I, it, I know it's ironic, obviously, because of what actually happens in real life. So I'm not talking about a year in a life, but in later in the show, they do. He, okay. he does have a heart attack. Um, so that's why I was wondering if like this was the. The, almost like a long storyline that they intended on using where, yes, Richard does have a heart problem because, you know, we're still in the first season. We're pretty early, too, in the episodes as far as it goes. Episode 10. Uh, yeah, and I don't remember what season he has the actual heart attack. So uh, I just wondered if they were, like, trying to set that up on purpose. Sometime in the future. Exactly. Okay. Um, so we have established that Luke loves Lorelai. Oh, Okay. Lorelai said that Luke looks good. I mean, he looks healthy. He looks healthy. Yeah, it's all that peppermint tea. <laughs> and then uh, Rory comes back. The coffee machine is jammed, so she got us some chicken soup and some Pez. She had a lot of Pez in that cup. She she was planning ahead. It's everyone got their own Pez, I guess. But yeah, here's in um, a roundabout here, or I think it was like right when um, 
Lorelai came to the hospital. It was so sad because, you know, you have, I know, I know she's not really 16 at this point, but you have like little 16 year old looking Rory and she's crying about her grandfather and she's saying, you know, she doesn't want to lose him. And she actually said, like, I was just getting to know him. And that really highlights how you, they have already gone over this in previous episodes, how Lorelai is basically keeping Rory from knowing them. And now she's probably seeing the effects of, you know, Rory's developing this great relationship with her grandfather and she's scared of losing him and says, I was just getting to know him. And it's like, that must have really like broken Lorelai's heart at that point. It had to have. And she sees that she is not solely, but in large part to blame for it. Exactly. So, sorry, I was taking a drink of water. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to do it far away from the mic because the bottle makes a whistling sound. No, no, no. You you were fine. No one one noticed. No one would have noticed if I didn't say anything. Um, But, yeah, so she's she's noticing that impact now, and it's really being driven home. And, again, this is where you see the – the, you know, a lot of times the show is a little more funny. You get to really see everyone's acting range and mm-hmm. tiny little 16-year-old Rory crying. It's like, oh, my gosh, so cute. And then on that same note, Lorelai, once Richard came back, was put put into his room by the uh, orderly. She refused to go in. She kept making excuses. She needed to go find her mom. She needed to go find Rory. She needed to make a call. She was acting very much like a kid of, I can't go in. Yeah, that was rough to watch like her not go in like i mean it was kind of like funny because she came up with all these like reasons um but she, yeah she refused like she just would not go in yeah yeah i i liked the couplet between rory and richard that was adorable if i hug you is it gonna hurt pain is a part of life it was so poetic. I mean, maybe it was like all the drugs he was on, but like, <laughs> I'm kidding. It was, you know, it was very like. Richard's on so poetic. much morphine right now. He really is. It was just like pain is a part of life. It's like, ah, yes. Yes, it is. It's very deep. But then continuing that theme, he was insisting on having a painful conversation with Emily about getting the will and the insurance. Oh, my God. We have to be practical. And she was refusing. She's and. uh and she she demanded that she go first. Yeah. <laughs> and Richard's like, of course, Emily. And it's their love story is so beautiful, you know, because oftentimes during the show, you can get lost in the Lorelai good, Emily bad, parents bad, parents evil kind of thing. But, you know, even though it it might be little snippets, you do see the love story between Emily and Richard. And, right there, that was part of it. Yeah, and how how deep it really goes. You know, we don't get to see much of it. There again, there's snippets, and I wouldn't not flashbacks, but you know, like telling stories about their past and whatnot. But the life that they created, like it was a joke before. But she's not Ms. Gil- Gilmore; she's Mrs. Gilmore. That's how she identifies as herself and when Richard does have a heart attack later sorry um one of her things is I'm Richard's wife like what is my life if I'm not Richard's wife Mm. that's how she identifies herself so even this is a precursor to that it's Mrs. Gilmore yeah she's you know Mrs. Richard Gilmore basically um 
And it's funny, like, and he talks about being practical, too. She's being, I mean, in her own way, she's being practical. You know, she's getting the pillows and getting the sheets and very, like, practical stuff. Still still not attending much to the emotional stuff either, like... Lorelai, she's getting pillows, she's getting sheets, she's getting slippers, she's getting the room with the best view. Not attending to emotions, though. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Lorelai. Yeah. Lorelai is avoiding. Avoid, avoid, avoid. That's what they do. Coffee, coffee, coffee. Coffee, coffee, coffee. I am, by the way, drinking my coffee in my very large cup. Yes, he is. It's, He's getting into the spirit of the Gilmore Girls. I'm not going to sleep tonight. It's cool. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, uh, the makeup scene between Lorelai and Rory I thought was really sweet. Oh, okay. At the uh, vending machine area. Oh, yeah. I was actually funny. Until you mentioned that, I forgot it happened. <laughs> I and that's how Dan just laughed into his cup. That's why it sounded weird. That's why um, it's funny because I had forgotten all about that. That's you know, and I mean that's how life is too. I guess you know we have this big thing where they're mad and they're not talking and blah blah blah. And it's just kind of like life happens on the way. It's not, and I'm glad they did that. I'm glad the whole episode wasn't about them actually making up and like talking it over or whatnot. The episode really turned into something different that you just did not even expect it to be. Well, the episode is called Forgiveness and Stuff. Which is funny, you know, it's... Because stuff happens uh-huh. and there's forgiveness. Exactly. It's more It's more of like the stuff and forgiveness. But it just kind of happens on the way where they don't have to have this huge heart-to-heart, this, this talk, this... The episode doesn't take place like at their house or anything. It's everything else is happening and they just happen to because it's drawing everyone together they just happen to forgive each other along the way including Lorelai and Richard they have yeah. a mo- oh my god they have a, it's so painful it is I almost cried it was so ah. so, so did both of them and before they could either either before either of them could either cry or say a word everyone else came in what was Lorelai going to say dad I'm sorry and I love you that's what she was gonna say uh, or dad, I was so scared. That's what she was. I hate say. how they have these close moments. Like this happens again later. I'll try to, if I remember, I'll try to point it out. But like, you know, I don't want to ruin everything for you. Um, I hate how they keep almost having these moments. Mm-hmm. It's, the, I mean, the same thing with like Emily in the last um, episode. It's like they had this moment and then it was just like broken and torn apart. But her and her dad, Lorelai and her dad, almost have these moments and it's so frustrating. Well, like, I've said this before. I've seen the show in bits and pieces. Right. At some point down the line where Lorelai becomes Richard's quasi-assistant when he strikes out on his own. With his own right. company. Right. It's almost and they, there. And they, and they're getting so close. And then she said, Dad, this is just temporary. You need to find a real assistant. That's not me. But he likes how incredibly organized she is. Right. And how she knows how to talk to people. Oh, I hated that because he was so genuinely excited. And you could just like, see I'm like at, his heartbreak. Like, I'm at work with my daughter. And we're going to go down to the, we're going to go down to the hot dog cart. <laughs> 
I like, know. You almost wish she would. And, and I like, I get it, but like, you almost wish. She had stayed with him. She had stayed and just I, given just a little bit more. I don't know. Like, or I'll stick around until you find somebody. But mm, yeah. I mean, that's that's in the future and we can lament right. that then. But yes, we will. Emily calls them oh. both. Um, well, before that, before that, idiots. though, Emily and Luke have. A real moment together. They have a conversation. They have a conversation. Yes, they have a conversation. And I love how there's that that nuance there um, where where Luke asks Emily, how like how how is he? How are you? Are no, it is how is he? He how is asking he? how is Richard? And there's a moment where you can tell she's gonna give that you know, like, she's proper, she's appropriate, you give certain answers to certain questions, she's about to say, he, or she even says, he's okay, and then she just kind of shakes her head and says, I, I don't know. Like, she changes it from, I'm going to give this formal response to this person who asked, to I'm going to say what's real and what's reality. But you also have the visual component of it, too. She's not just sitting next to him, when she's holding the bow tie, Richard's bow tie that they had to take off in the ambulance. Right. The one that she didn't want him to loosen at the yeah. dinner table to look fancy. Um, she's loose. Her She's physically loosened up. Her hair is not as perfect mm-hmm. anymore. She unbuttons a button, her the, top her button. Top, her, which had been, through the episode, slowly getting more and more open. Until oh, it was finally... Okay fully open because it started almost just like one solid collar and then the collar was a little split and now it was open so literally she's like loosening up i wonder if that was like an acting choice or a directing choice or like in the script or i wonder who made that choice because well whatever it was yeah it's a great visual going along with the acting it is and she's She's open and vulnerable. And then Luke opens up to her too and and admits something that's you know, with with Lorelai, he's very it's like back and forth. And he's brusque a lot. Very brusque, yeah. But with with Emily, he's having this very genuine moment and because it's know, the time for it, too. It is. It is the time for it. He can see that Emily is vulnerable. And he says that he's, like, left the the diner, like, his father's hardware store. He's left his diner looking the same, except for, you know, turning it into a diner, which... But he has the stuff up on the walls. Exactly. And he still says hardware store. Exactly. And if you remember, Lorelai earlier in the episode even made a comment, like, he doesn't have any decorations in there. And that explains that he's not changing the decor and she says oh i'm sure he would have appreciated you honoring his life's work he goes which is very sweet like that was very, a very nice very thing sweet to say but then we turn it into the joke he would have called me a damn fool yeah and she's oh and then she asks <laughs> what's going on between you and lorelei and he says that they're not together and he sounds incredibly defensive about it but almost in such a way like i really wish we were but he doesn't say that and then she says you're idiots the both of you yeah basically i'm i'm thinking you're idiots for not being together because you both obviously like each other and also he showed up he brought Mm lorelei and so that shows to emily partly because lorelei showed up 
So, wow, you do care about this family. And Luke, you brought her just because that shows your quality. The thing is, though, later on, she, and this is one of the parts you really do get mad at Emily, she works to sabotage. Not just she doesn't approve. She works to actively sabotage Lorelai and Luke's relationship when they are together. Oh. Yeah, that's where, that's why I said there are some points you could be like, Team Emily, go Emily. But when you see stuff like that, or when you remember stuff like that, you do realize why Lorelai is so against um, the relationship with her parents. In a way, it's it's. I feel it's almost like Emily is saying, like, you're idiots for not being together. Not that she approves of it or wants it to happen or is secretly rooting for them, but just in general thinks they're idiots because they do both like each other. Mm-hmm. And at the very least, even if she doesn't approve of Lorelai's choices, she wants Lorelai to be happy. Right. And exactly. In, and in that moment, though, she also sees that Luke is a good guy. He is. Yeah, he is a good guy. He shows up, which is also mirrored. I'm sorry. I'm probably going to talk about this when we get to the episode, how it mirrors this episode. But it mirrors the future episode where some of the future is mirrored. Exactly. I, I'm sure they did it on purpose because I don't think there's there should be this many similarities on accident. But in the future, Lorelai is, like I said, I'm not going to give too much away. Lorelai is with someone actively in the future when Richard has a heart attack. That person does not come to the hospital. But guess who does? Luke. Luke comes to the hospital, even though... Um, I What would it be at that? Did the sabotage already occur? What, whatever it was. Luke is still the one that comes to the hospital and is still the one offering help, offering to drive um, places. He's doing the same thing he is now, even though Lorelai is obviously in another relationship with another person. But also Luke is the genuinely one of the only decent people she ever is with in this show. Yeah. Max Medina is the other one. Mm, yeah. I just, and I, I know. And I know she doesn't get together with Max Medina. I know, I know. Spoilers for the two of you who haven't seen this. Right. I only know that she doesn't get together with Max Medina because I have seen the episode where she dumps him. <laughs> and I feel bad. It's funny. That. She doesn't actually dump him, though. What episode are you talking about? <laughs> That's the funny thing. We never get to see her dump him. Which episode she, are you thought- talking about? In that case, I might be mistaking <gasps> it with something else, Ooh, or I'm just, be... a, or I'm just imagining something. Like I'm just filling in blanks or something. Are you, are you picturing like Max Medina like sobbing? No, I'm not picturing <laughs> Max sobbing. <laughs> he doesn't seem like the type. Nah, he, he doesn't. seems like the type who would just go sit in a corner with a book of Emily Dickinson and that sounds about right and have some and have a little too much wine or too much beer, whatever his drink is and just (laughs) sit there and sit there and sadly read and maybe cry himself to sleep. But like silently. Nice. I wish we could have an episode like that. No sobbing, but you know, just (laughs) it's quiet. I mean, no, I'm not saying you didn't see the episode. It's it's just funny because just like just like this episode, like what you would expect, like, oh, they had a fight. We're going to have a huge sit down talk, blah, blah, blah. That episode also occurs in a roundabout way where you never actually get to see the events and something else happens. It's a really it's actually it's a funny episode. It's very funny. I enjoy it a lot. Funny, hilarious episode where guess what? 
Lorelai and Max end up miserable. Exactly. That's like literally what it is. I can't wait for you to see it to see if that's the episode you were thinking of or if you were thinking of another one because he does appear later after the breakup. That's not going to be this season though. No, 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 no. That's a season or two away. No, he does appear again after the breakup and they do have a moment. So I'm wondering if you're even thinking of that one where it's almost like a breakup. I... Oh, I'm so excited now for you to see this. <laughs> <laughs> so Lorelai goes after uh, after Luke is called an idiot by Emily. Um, <laughs> Lorelai goes into her dad's hospital room. They have their moment where she almost says mm. something, and so does he. And we find out that Richard has a touch of angina. Mm-hmm. No more red meat. No more heavy desserts. And he has to exercise. Golf doesn't count. (laughs) And then Emily and Lorelai have a moment together. They do. I love how... And it was making up without making up. It was. Again, it was that... It wasn't this big moment of like talking it out. It was Lorelai saying, I want to be here to help you, but still not being able to quite admit it by saying someone in this hospital might need help. She wasn't... You know, she still had to use her her joking way to get around the topic. But basically, she's saying, I'm here to help you, mom. And Emily said, you want to go to the cafeteria and get something to eat? Yeah. Fast forward a day or two or whatever, and we go to Luke's. Mm -hmm. And Lorelai gives Luke the iconic blue hat. That's... That's an iconic hat? Yes, you'll see why later. Again, I love spoiling like the big things. It's like, hey, Richard has a heart attack, but I don't like to spoil the littler things. <laughs> I don't know why. Because like, they're such great well, little moments. It's the like, plot of the show, but this is such a But yeah, yeah, moment. like Richard has a heart attack, this huge big moment, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you when this hat appears again, Dan. This is important. The next episode. That's a no. That's why I love. I love these little moments, though. Like that's why I love discussing. She says that he looks good. <sighs> she does. And he says, "What do you but mean by no, good?" I was saying, I love these little moments. That's why uh, it's great doing this podcast because we can discuss like all these little moments. These are the moments that I love. So that's why I think I like keep them from you because I think it's like the little moments that make the show. And yeah, it's like the big moments too. But the little moments are really, really what like drives it home and makes it what it is. So. Okay. Well, she gives him a present, and she it is does. two weeks before Christmas. It still is two weeks before Christmas. It's the new baseball cap, plain blue, nothing on it. Yes, she tries to put it on him frontwards. He looks like a hilarious like truck driver man. And so she puts it on backwards. Yeah, it looks good. Good how? <laughs> and she asks him to turn off the lights so they can watch the Christmas parade thing. Yeah, the little procession, the candlelit procession. It's just practice. And she's like, Luke, please. (laughs) Again, it's two weeks before Christmas, just practice. And they turn on the Christmas tree and dancing around it. Stars Hollow is such a cute little place. It really, a cute, weird little place. And she says, can you imagine living anywhere else? Yeah. Which... Since this is episode 10, it's and it was the episode right before Christmas, I'm guessing it's kind of like a mid-season finale type thing. Oh, okay. I mean, before mid-season finales are a thing. Right. Yeah. I wonder. Maybe just like a little break or whatnot. Yeah. yeah. So that's the entirety of the episode. Um, any like final thoughts or should we go into our little catchphrase? I'm loving this show right now. This is <gasps> great. 
This is wonderful. And for those of you who are still subscribed to us, God knows why, because it's been four months. I am so sorry. Life happened, and we're going to have a little mini episode that you'll listen to that. Which we probably would have released before it, so it would be funny to talk about it right now near the end. Yeah. (laughs) So, hey, that was a great conversation in our mini episode. Do you remember that? We're literally uh, about to record that. Yeah, right? we're going to record it before, but pro- or record it after, but we're probably gonna re- we're gonna it go, before. We're going to go back in time. It'll come out a day before uh, this one or so. Yeah. Um, just to prep you up. Yeah. Assuming that you're listening to this in the future, uh, we've been recording for many years. We haven't been destroyed by a meteor or something. You're like, hey, well, there was a delay i don't really care (laughs) exactly you wouldn't know and you'd be confused by the delay message but yeah yeah uh so thanks for sticking with us yes thank you so what is our what is our sign off we have to do oi with the oh but we also have to figure out uh how many cups of coffee we're giving this oh how many i forgot about that is it a system of one to five or one to ten um, uh, hold, please. I have to look at previous notes because I... Okay, it is a system of 1 out of 10 because I gave Rory's Dance a 9.25 last time. Oh, I my. really like that. Oh, no. See, I did it. I, I did the thing I didn't want to do. I gave things really high ratings, and then when the episodes get better, I have nowhere to go. But see, you can rate it on how much you like it This was moment. like a 10. <laughs> This was one of the more perfect episodes, I think. This was a terrific episode. It was. You got to see so much and so much emotion and so much skill was put into it. I loved it. So I'm going to give it a 10. I will too. I hope the next episode isn't as great so I can have more like range with this you rating know what? system. Here, here's for hoping that we just get a, a mediocre episode. Yeah, let's hope. Episode 11, Mediocrity. <laughs> oh, no. It's going to be another great one, isn't it? Oh, uh, Dang. No. Oh, uh, no. So much perfection. You know what? There's 20-some episodes a season. I know. They can't maintain. They can't maintain. That's true. Yeah, I mean, TV goes for long seasons. It uh, goes on the rule of the sevens. You have seven great episodes. Okay. Seven pretty good episodes and seven that might just be kind of crap okay all right okay does do you remember can do you have any crappy episodes that come to mind of the gilmore girls yeah i'm trying to, i can look at my notes because i do write down when i give them um mm-hmm. the one before that i gave a nine okay i gave kiss and tell 8.5 okay i did not write down the one before that okay. or the one okay so apparently i wasn't keeping track of all of my ratings so i guess i would have to listen to see if i gave any the jess episodes they might be getting like fours mm, okay jess annoys me okay cool so you're very team dean instead of team jess no mm. it really has been four months it's a little insulting you don't remember what team i'm on well, the thing is, I haven't met the other guy yet. Team other guy. Co- oh, the college guy? <sighs> okay, we're going a little off topic right now, but Dan only saw with Logan one episode. That is the episode where Jess comes back and you do see Logan act like a complete moron. Yes, I will admit that's not Logan's best moment, but and I know not many people agree with me on Team Logan. But, and especially after a year in the life, I'm team nobody after a year in a life, honestly. But like, it's, 
before a year in the life, I will say that Logan is the best to Rory, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Yeah, I mean, after a year in the life, I would say Jess would be best. Yeah, Rory. that's true. He because he did grow up, and he did. This is getting way too off topic, though. Okay, so what do you think um, the slogan should be for this one? Oi, with the apple tarts already. Oi, with the apple tarts already. Oi, with the Santa burgers already. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> All right. Well, well, do you got another one? No, I don't. All right. All right. Well, I'm Tara. I'm Dan. Thanks for listening. Oi with the apple burger tarts already. Ew. <laughs> That's gross. See you next time. Bye. Okay, I you almost had it. At the end, you really just you're like, "Nah. I'm going to mess this up." <laughs> 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 <laughs>